Good morning, good evening, good whatever time of the day you are joining us. Welcome back to another episode of Hate to Burst Your Bubble. My name is Zach, as always, and with me is my co-host and 30-pack crushing drinker, Vinny. What's going on? How are you, everybody? It's been an absolute day. We're recording this on Sunday, and uh, me and the boys got after it this uh, this morning with golf. And um, yeah, it was there was a lot of water to be drank out there. Oh, so, just, uh, just yeah. water. Yeah, always, always water on the golf course, dude. Always water. You got to stay hydrated when you're out there, especially in the sun. You can't be having anything else. Lead to a little dehydration. Uh, Who yeah, wants you don't want to be dehydrated. Then your swinging mechanics are all off. And before you know it, you cramp. You cramp and then you lose. We didn't lose today. Everyone. Because we were hydrated. Everyone. Because we were hydrated. Everyone was winners. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you who the real winner was. The great state of Pennsylvania. I got to see some great golf today. Above above average golf. I had a fucking like fifty five foot birdie putt across the green. Absolutely unreal. Me and Noodle were electric. That's good. That's good. I mean, I have to get. I have, we have to go to the driving range. I got to get in. Dawson asked if uh, he was like we were sitting outside tonight. It was like seven o'clock, like seven fifteen. He's like, we should go to the driving range. And I was like, Dawson, tired as fuck. <laughs> Not tonight. He was like, he's like, ah, oh, you did just golf today. I was like. If I didn't golf today and I was just like out in the sun for like five hours, I'd probably go. So he's like, we need to get a little Zach out there too. I was like, we do. So that's that's kind of funny that you said that because we were both like we were talking about that just about a, an hour ago. So we got to do that. We have we have the my son's of pitches debut coming. I got right. that. We got some we got some sports sports balls are coming up. Lots yeah. of sports. So what happens once once you retire from collegiate hockey, you go straight into s- softball and golf. That's, it. that's honestly yeah and then like if you played ice hockey like you'd be on you'd be on the sailors too but right it's it's literally there's like nothing to look forward to except like finding activities that we can drink after all of these activities we can drink after <laughs> next thing we're gonna be joining a kickball league oh, dude, i'd love to they have them. those those sounds so fun but we do have two exciting guests for you this episode we brought on Two of my closer friends, Z and Quit, Eric Quit a Quit. And they talked to us about all kinds of stuff. It was a great interview. Right. It was a nice, it was a nice grounded interview, I would say. So we will go ahead and send it over to them and hope you guys enjoy. And we're live. Please welcome two old time friends. One is in class currently studying management. One is about to become a licensed drug dealer. Both love nature, but one likes tea and one likes whiskey. Please welcome Eric Quit, 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 and Z Stager, otherwise known as Zaddy. Oh, nice. Nice. He let it fly through. He He went under the radar. Dude, he threw that Zaddy out there like it was was nothing. Not. Yeah, dude. Oof. I love being in the passenger seat. You know, we're not in the driver's seat right now, and I like it. I like being a guest. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of nice. I, I'm okay taking the hump seat in the back, to be honest with you. It's, it's kind of fun. So you, you guys yeah. both you <coughs> co-host a podcast called Give and Take. Have you ever been guest on a podcast, or is this the first time you're guest? Dude, first time. This is my-, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's my first time, so, you know. I just be gentle. I, it, 
no, yeah, first time. I don't know. I, I podcasting. Uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of people that are on podcasts, and they just always seem to have a lot more fun than than the uh, the host of the podcast. So I think this is going to be fun. Yeah, and like a little backstory to how we started. It was we were in the coffee shop, and I think it was what was her name, Rachel Barry. Was her name Rachel Barry? We were at Starbucks and we I just flew her the idea. I was like, hey, like Z and I were thinking about making a podcast about, you know, our take on life and that life is just ups and downs. It's a give and take. And then um, she, and then <laughs> she was like, I was like, yeah, how do you think about that? Do you think uh do you think that works? She's like, oh, you guys definitely have the character. You guys have the personality for it. Just do it. And then later that day, I was like, Z, we got to just, we just got to run with this. <laughs> and that's when I uh, applied for a Gmail for give and take. My first work email. My first work email. <laughs> My first work email. I- Zach, do we have an email? No, we have an Instagram and a social media manager. That's a room over for me right now. Oh, I'm not friends with her. That's for sure. I think for us, we started, I mean, Vinny and I have been friends for 10 years. So we share a lot of life perspectives. I think it just kind of came out of, we talk about life all the time and we help friends out with different situations. And we just thought we might as well just put what we know and try to have fun with it. Our name actually came from one of our friends, Gab Santa Cecilia. She's like, well, why don't you call it hate to burst your bubble? Cause that's what you do all the time anyways. And I was like, not a bad name. <laughs> honestly i honestly kind of felt pretty offended that she thought we burst people's bubbles all the time it just means I that think, you were speaking facts that's all that I, means. I, I think it was a little harsh but you know sometimes i think people need to hear the truth you know and the truth hurts but it, it, in the end of the day it'll set you free wow wow poetic that was wow wow there it is straight <laughs> knowledge on here again z <laughs> so how did you two are obviously best friends or very close friends how did you two meet? Was it at Duquesne? Did you meet prior to coming to Duquesne? What's the story behind the friendship of Z and Quit? Um, oh God, we talked. We <laughs> oh, actually God. didn't. Didn't we talk about this? Uh, we talked. We talked about, about this before. on our first episode, and I, I, I think one of the bigger hot takes of that episode was, I quote, say, "Yeah, I fucking hated you freshman year <laughs> or sophomore year." Yeah, I. Oh man, I hated you. Because, um, dude, uh, I spooned with you and your girlfriend sophomore year. How did you hate me? Um, I think it was just like, oh, you didn't, you always were like ducking out, um, like really early, like 10, 11 o'clock. And I'd be like, who, wh- where's this guy going? What does he have better to do? And then he's like, oh, no, I gotta try. I'm really getting on this workout thing and like waking up at seven. Remember when you were waking up at like, 7 a.m. to go to the gym and I was so proud of you but also really jealous and I was just like who's this guy who doesn't want to hang out with the guys and like you know just like be in our little dorm room play video games till like one o'clock but you in the grand scheme of things you were working to to you know a routine and you know what looking back I'm so proud of you but in that moment I fucking hated you That's fair. You know what that's actually pretty crazy because I I thought we were the best friends sophomore year Oh, no, no, not, not, no. Or were you I, wrong? Then, uh, I thought, like, we were just two peas in a pod. Apparently not. Yeah, I definitely wanted to get out of that pod. 
Let's not talk about pods, pods, pandemics, uh, COVID, they all traumatize me at this point. But, heard, you know, what's funny is that, you know, the end of sophomore year, you're like, hey, like, we're both pharmacy. Let's let's room together. And I was like, yeah, you know, fuck it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Sounds great. I thought it was so set in stone. I thought we were on the same page. You just was said, screw it. Are you serious right now? I, I'm so hurt. I thought you had a fun time. I, I, I we're unpacking I, some things here. I didn't think this is therapy. I didn't know this was couple counseling. Wow. So, okay. But no, no, we were good friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were the best of friends sophomore year. <laughs> nice little save there at the end. Yeah. Yep. Well, they have to they have to record their next episode, so they got quick. Got to save some face. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta you gotta keep your partner happy. A give and a take, if you will. Some would that's, say that. That's what life's all about. So you quit. You started out. Well, all three of us started out in pharmacy school. Two of us are no longer in pharmacy school. But mm-hmm. how did your friendship develop while you were in pharmacy school through the professional phase? Because I mean, pharmacy school is really hard, and like I'm not I'm not trying to discount it or anything of that nature. I mean, we both were through it. But did you feel your relationship grow as you were in the professional stage or as quit when you were getting ready to transition out? Did you feel a change in it at all or did you question it at all or were you pretty set in stone with it? Uh, are you talking about like my friendships within pharmacy? Is yeah. that what you're asking me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love, I think I, I love everyone in that class maybe like one percent i don't like but i think we all know who that is but um it was dakota oh uh, yeah dakota. Uh, <laughs> what's funny or respectable of like the farm class is that like you know you're you're in you're in it together you're, you're in that you're in that fucking struggle together and whether you were studying for ochem uh, pharmaceutics, biochem, you know, you're going to find one of your kind in that year in the library, struggling on the third, fourth, fifth, maybe in the, the, the basement, the, the snake's den first the snake floor. Den. Oh, the snake <laughs> den, dude. That was, that was my spot yeah. for a couple of years. Oof. Yeah. Shout out Caden. But you know, like um, he, like everybody, I think that while I was it, it's only strengthened the third year RIP that I, you know, I left at, at the end of third year, but I think, you know, I, everyone like knew each other. You're in like the same room. I think it only strengthened in, in professional year. And I think I got, I think I understood how like everybody felt and that you're going to go through this struggle together and you're building on these relationships. And that's how like I ended up being your VP for a hot sec. And, <laughs> and you know, I just love them all. It's honestly great. Uh, but, you know, as time goes on and you're not in that environment, you know, some things kind of fade away, a breakup happens and, you know, you kind of lose touch with some people. So, but it's okay. You know, people who are going to stay, stick with you after, but I still like cherish every single one of them that or everyone in the program who are still going through the program, even after the year. Cause you know, some people decide to repeat, but yeah, it was great. I mean, I love, I love that group. 
Z, how do you Z, how do you feel getting ready to graduate into a profession like pharmacy and what were the struggles you faced while you were in the program in general? Well, I'll start with the struggles. I mean, just the, the overall classwork. It it was a struggle not to learn it. I mean, if you given enough time, anybody could learn it, right? You know what I mean? Anybody can be a pharmacist. It's, you know, putting in the effort and um, I guess having that, maybe not determination, but I guess <laughs> just it bit of a luck, actually. It was a bit of luck. All you right, send I mean? me behind the counter, baby. Honestly, though, I mean, like it was. It, yes, you need to know your stuff, but like there, there was some, there was some tests where I just there was a couple of questions I guessed on and I passed. You know what I mean? Like, and that, and it comes down to that sometimes. Pharmacy's hard. Pharmacy's a pain. Um, but there's aspects to it that uh, I think I can really, I can really develop uh, at least into my own skills. So I'm, I'm glad I. I'm glad I stuck it out, I suppose. Well, you're the only one out of the three of us, so. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I, so I don't know if I don't know if I did the right thing or you you two did. So <laughs> right now it's two against one. I would I would say, from a personal standpoint, I made the right decision to leave, but it's mm. it's not because I didn't want to be a pharmacist. Because ever since I was young, like I wanted to be a pharmacist. I also used to think pharmacist was spelled like farm, like F A R M. Nice. I never, really, I never really progressed in the spelling department past that stage. But, Fair enough. Silent F will get you. Yeah. Right. That's, oh, silent, yeah. that's silent F. Um, but like, I, I still want to be in the healthcare field, which is what my degree and quits degree is going to be in. I just think that like when I sat there and we would study together and it would be like, this is what aspirin does to your esophagus. I don't care. Like, I just didn't care. I was more concerned with like when Dr. Mary was teaching us about uh, like the cost analysis in a pharmacy and how to save money and shit like that. Mm. I was so interested in that section of it. I probably should have realized then that I shouldn't have been in pharmacy and I would do more on the business side of it, but I just sat there for another <laughs> three months. <laughs> I mean, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Like, yeah, I mean, you, you, everyone takes their own path to get where they are. I mean, Vinny, Vinny's been in, Vinny was in school for a long time, and it took him a while to get where he is. But look at him now, eight nice. Hey, what what'd you come to school with, Vinny? Well, I would also like to say I feel left out. You are one of four of us that uh, is going to make it through pharmacy school. I did not do that as well. <laughs> yeah, um, you never started. <laughs> I, I also chose to not do pharmacy school. I just chose to not do it from the start. Um, oh, oh, okay. All right. So, so we got one, one that chose not from the start and choose and two that are uh, kind of got out at the right time. Yeah. So I, um, I ended up going to school for finance. And so I finished with a bachelor's degree in finance. Um, Big finance guy. But I'm planning finance. on going back to school starting in the spring of 22 with or for an MBA in a uh, with a focus in business analytics so mm. I will be doing that hopefully soon if everything goes according to plan it will yeah why why the touch with business analytics 
Um, so, I mean, I just think like, you know, that's where the world's kind of going. You know, there's, you know, there's yeah. gonna be a lot of big data. There's going to be people that you know need to be able to understand it, need to be able to interpret it. So I think, yeah. you know, with kind of having it as like, you know, kind of doing it as an MBA field instead of doing it as like a master of science, I'm getting like that business, you know, focus, um, and learning how to apply that to a business aspect. So I think it's going to make me more marketable uh, as my, or compared to my peers. So I think really just making myself as competitive as I can, as I get, you know, to like the middle part of my career um, and just having yeah. as many, you know, qualifications and credentials as I can. No, I completely agree with that. I think, um, I don't know about you, Zach, I was going to ask you as a follow-up, but like what you said about, like you were in a class, like when I, when we were in the um, public health class, like that's all I wanted to like learn about. And that's kind of where I'm trying to go to. Um, hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, we end up in the government, but you know, the government, <laughs> but, the man, um, the man, we can get into that later. Z's trying to become an anarchist, you know, put that on file right here. Boom. Pen and paper, um, video recordings. He's becoming an anarchist. Tw- um, what day is it? April 25th, 2021. All right. Yep. Boom. Lock it in. But uh, I'm like thinking about also doing like an MBA, but that's like later on in life. Like I think the pairing with like, like healthcare administration and how like the business side of things and how like a hospitals run, I think an MBA is really good in pairing. Like I've been looking at the UPMC like fellowships and stuff like that. And a lot of them have MBA, MHA paired together and that's pretty good marketable. So like, what do you think about that, Zach? So the pandemic has really opened up like tele, obviously telehealth, but it's also shown weaknesses in areas like more rural areas where necessarily like you have to travel 50 some miles just to hit a healthcare facility. So in doing that, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people looking into more of a data-based healthcare setting where you're going to be able to like, I can sit here and do telehealth to someone halfway across the world. Like if you're a primary care physician, you can sit at your house or you can sit in your office and you can connect to people that are hundreds of miles away or patients that have moved and things of that nature. The problem with doing that is going to be, there has to be, the big thing in healthcare is obviously reimbursement. There needs to be a way that you're going to be able to reimburse that service. And I don't know what that is going to look like, but as Vinny yeah. said, the world's trending towards more of a, like a data and analytical standpoint. So if you start understanding that type of stuff now and figuring out what the costs are going to be associated and trying to maximize your profit margins off of it, you're going to be able to be not only successful, but you're going to be able to help a lot of different people. So our degrees, which is an MHA, are technically interchangeable with an MBA. I don't remember who told me. Yeah. So some someone told me that too, but they're like, you should still get an MBA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I looked into getting an MBA with with Vinny actually. And the only reason I wouldn't do that is because I would I would want to do if I were to get anything, I would want to get a doctorate. I just don't know if a doctorate in our field exists yet because our field is so new. It does. Does it? Yeah. But, if you look at like some of our professors, they have a doctorate in it. Yeah. It's just a very new field in general. Like I'm the first class graduating from Duquesne in it. So yeah, 
I can see it going more towards that. So like public health sectors and nursing facilities and hospitals, that's where like, that's where the money's going to go. As far as pharmacy goes, like Amazon, so Amazon's getting into pharmacy, which is going to terrify, like independent stores are going to probably get blown out of the water by Amazon. That's just what they're going to be screwed. Sounds about right. Right. And the problem with Amazon though, is how can you, how can you ship a narcotic through the mail and maintain proper safety? Like you can't, there's no way to regulate that. Like you can't ship a C2, say you ship Oxy, you can't ship that and just hope that it gets to that person. No, there has to be like a chain of custody, like boom, boom, boom. And this person signed for it. Right. And how are you really realistically going to regulate that without having like a signature on it or a specialized box that goes in that it locks so that your drivers don't take it? That's where you're going to have like that's that's where Amazon's kind of stuck at right now because they they can't do that. And really, I mean, if you ship medications through the mail, which some pharmacies do, most of the time when they ship C2s or anything like that, like it's it's like next day air signature required like there's about 35 steps to go through just to get it to the door and if you have patients that are on the more geriatric side of things and say that they necessarily have trouble getting to the door like those dudes don't wait the the ups dude comes knocks on the door if you're not there within like three seconds he just leaves so it's like out of there right and that's the same with insulin like how are you going to ship insulin where it has it has to be refrigerated unless you ship it in those like coolers that maintain the cooled like the cooled air? So in terms of the convenience business that the pandemic has opened everyone up to, I don't think in health like I think it's a little bit ways away in healthcare. Like it's not there yet. It'll get there, but it's just not there yet. You know what I mean? It'll be there uh, in a decade. Yeah, guarantee it. Yeah, yeah, I don't doubt that. Ben, what do you think about all that? I was, I was, you know, just kind of listening off of that. Um, the only thing that I could potentially see Amazon like really breaking into, you know, if they were if they were going into, you know, like pharmacies, is like the Amazon like Dropbox locations. Right. You know, I know it doesn't really solve like you know a door to door you know drug service because you know there obviously is a large supply chain issue for that, but. I mean, like the Dropbox services they have, I mean, you, like there's one in our gym, right? So you, you know, like you go, like your prescriptions are there, but in the end of the day, like they still have to have, you know, an Amazon employee putting that into the, in, you know, into the box. So um, they have to be accounted for. They have to make sure the employees aren't stealing stuff, um, you know, all that stuff. So, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely a lot of logistics and it's a lot more, you know, trust put into, you know, individual people then as well, instead of, or more, you know, more individual people, I should say, instead of just, you know, people that might just work at a pharmacy. Yeah, I, I would, that's a good summary. I would agree with that. Z, do you have any idea what kind, what area of pharmacy you want to get into post-grad? Because Quit and I, uh, and Vinny, I mean, Vinny's obviously in finance. He works for BNY Mellon and Apple right now and looking to expand on those. So what area do you want to go into? <laughs> ultimately i have no idea right now i would love i would love like a maybe a desk job where i i i sit and i do a lot of telehealth and i i do a lot of disease chronic disease state management 
you know, like uh, one of my favorite rotations was the VA rotation. And I got to work with a whole bunch of, I basically called up a whole bunch of diabetes patients and I would change their insulins or I would switch them to different meds to help get their numbers down. And that, that sounds like fun. That sounds like a good time. You know what I mean? And that sounds like a, a job that I'd, I'd really enjoy. I'm going to tell, John, not I'm gonna tell, like, I'm tell John to James. It wasn't his. <laughs> no, don't tell, don't tell John to James that, that, that man, that man gave me a wonderful, wonderful rotation. That man also gave you probably number number one actually. That man gave you lunch with my oh. parents. <laughs> that is true. That was a good time. Vinny, I, I appreciate that. that. Story? No. And so it's one of my. <coughs> I just got Fridays half days probably about a month ago, and it was my first Friday as a half day. I get a phone call from Z, and I'm on my way home. He's like, "Hey, where are you at?" And I'm like, "Driving home." And he's like, "Well, I'm at dinner with, or I'm at lunch with your parents." I'm like, "No, you're not." <laughs> And he's like, yeah, I am. And I'm like, okay, whatever. He's like, no, just swing swing past Atria or Atria's by your house. I'm like, okay. So then my mom calls me. She's like, hey, where you at? And I'm like, driving home. And she goes, oh, well, I'm at lunch with Z. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? So I showed up to I showed up to Atria's. Z is in a button-down shirt, like nice tan slacks. My dad's like in a sweater like a normal John to James outfit. Right. My mom my mom is in like a hoodie and pants and I'm in like sweatpants. They're like the first table whenever you walk in. And I walk in and he goes, "Hey, what's up dad?" And I'm like, "What the hell?" I was I felt like I was in a twilight. I was like is he in the they they switched one Z for another. Yeah, they interchanged the Zs. <laughs> if anyone good. could do it is it Z. Dude, I, I had a great lunch. That was a fantastic lunch. Amazing food. Excellent conversation. I couldn't complain. Great company. Great company. Yeah. Great company. Exactly. My Even mom, when Zach showed up. My mom's like, you want anything to eat? I was like, no, I just got sheep mac and cheese bites. You're <laughs> like, I'm still a little lost on what's going on here. Yeah, I was so confused. I, I yeah. Like how, how did you swindle that? How did you swindle that Z? You were just like, "Hey, where are you guys going for lunch?" All right, I'm hopping in. I think they're at a COVID clinic. Yeah, we were doing a COVID clinic, and then uh, John to James, uh, Mr. James was like, "Hey, we'll go to lunch." I'm like, "All right." Didn't know we were going like this fancy restaurant. Then I and came, yeah, then your I, mom was going to be there. Then I came home, and Z standing in my cul-de-sac. And he calls me and I come to the door and he goes, Hey, do you need help with anything? And I was doing the dishwasher. I was like, no. And he's like, well, you got to walk the dog. So you want to walk the dog together? So Z and I went to like, yeah, I had to poop. I had to pull. I had to pull teeth to get this man to hang out with me. It was ridiculous. <laughs> if you walk up the hill, like that I live on, there's an apartment complex in the back. So Z and I, like a married couple, walked my dog up the, it, like, I was still dumbfounded that he was at lunch with my parents. I'd ship that couple. It's almost like we gained a new kid, like, just a new sibling, but. Just a, new, a new sibling. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I don't think I could, I don't think I would last a long time in the, the James household. I don't, I don't know. That's, I'm not yeah. tough enough. 
No, dude, Bree would definitely chew you up and you know, spit you out. <laughs> exactly. I, I couldn't I couldn't have that. I couldn't have that at all. She's a savage. I'd get bullied every day of my life. I mean, we, you did last a weekend with her. That's true. You did. We did a lot of, a lot of grounding. Listen, people discount the grounding. You got to you you got to get the the negative vibes out of your body and the good vibes in and the only way to do that is for you to go and touch some grass. So now that you guys are getting ready to leave school, quit you're in December, uh Z you're in May. What would what is what are some of the most important things you learned while you were in college and then a follow-up question to that was or is if you can change anything, what would you change? And if you wouldn't change anything, why wouldn't you change anything? Big man, you want to tackle this one first or you want me to? I don't know if I can tackle this bull just yet. Okay. All right. Uh, so if I, if I were to like tell a younger, a younger child, a young Z, if you will, what, uh, what I, what, what I, what college should be about or some advice I would probably say I mean I, I told my actually my sister she she's a freshman in college and I, I gave her this advice I was like listen there's gonna be there's gonna be opportunities for you to do pretty much anything and honestly you just weigh the risks versus benefits and do them but always live with those consequences you know what I mean life life's all about consequences and if you live according to those consequences good or bad then you're living life would you change anything would i oh i would change a lot oh my god yeah oh jeez i would uh apparently i would uh hang out with the boys more uh sophomore <laughs> year because apparently that's that was an issue <laughs> um, don't worry i stopped hanging out with the boys junior year and well r.i.p <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. I would um, uh, I probably would have spent a little more time studying, and maybe maybe networking a little bit and getting my life together, or you know, actually putting putting some some puzzle pieces into place. But can't really do it over again. So here I am. Well, that was hey man, I'm proud of you. Okay. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Um, thanks. thanks. Hot, hot stuff. Anything you want, sugar lips. Um, anyway, I think for me, I think the biggest thing I think Zach can relate to this too is that like, you know, a bigger life lessons is just, you know, you're going to go into something and think you're going to come out with uh, the end result, but sometimes life's just going to fuck, fuck up your day and you, you just have to adapt. And what you take from this journey or whatever the hell college is or if you do trade school, if you, if you decide not even to go to college, you know, that that's just life, man. And you're just going to have to take with it what you're going to get. And I chose to pick mental health over everything else. Everyone that saw me after the switch was just like, Oh my God, it, the switch, the snap. Oh my God. Marvel. But, um, um, they were just like, you, 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 your, your face your face, you look so light. And I don't know why people say that to you when you're, you're supposedly feeling better about being lighter, but, but you know what, I'll take that because um, I will, I, I did feel a lot happier. And I think that's like one big takeaway from that. And if I could change anything, um, 
I wish I wasn't so fucking busy. Um, <laughs> I think I was, <laughs> I, I like took on so much shit Too much. and it, it, that everyone was like, how are you in eight places at once, this many leadership positions at once. And I just wanted to take every college experience and just, um, take like handle it all at the same spontaneous moment in time. Do I regret? Absolutely not. I knew half of the student body and the, a humble, flex, a subtle flex, but like, it, it subtle, was, man, it was that was as subtle as dropping a hammer on a piece of glass. Yeah, I know it shattered, it broke. And that those pieces, I know all of them, but, um, they're, Let's pick up the pieces together. Am I right? Uh, but I really think I wouldn't change it um, because, you know, I'm happy with where I'm at now. Am I ready for the future post-grad? Absolutely not. You know, out of all of us, I think Vinny is the most established here with our BNY. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'd love to hear more about it, but that, that's kind of where I'm coming at. It, I mean, it sounds it sounds a lot cooler than it is. Um, <laughs> no, it's honestly it's it's pretty cool. I mean, it's I don't it's know that, that intro seems very lacking. <laughs> no, I I've I've almost been at it for a year now. I started last June um, as an intern, and the you know the the ten weeks over the summer that was pretty great. I learned a lot. I got to meet a lot of. Uh, a lot of like the business managers in asset servicing. So the, the one thing yeah. that I, you know, like the first thing that I found out about the bank is they're not just like, you know, like your normal, you know, bank, like you don't just go in there. You don't just have a checking account. They're a custodian. Bank. Yeah. They're out. There. Right. So it's like, it's, it's really no, like, no. it's, it's like really crazy how, you know, they operate as compared to like other banks, you know? So like, what drives like JP Morgan or what drives, you know, like PNC bank doesn't necessarily drive us. Um, because you know, mm. when like those, those banks come to us to like service their assets so they don't have to do it. So they, that's how we make our revenues. Um, so, you know, working in the asset service inside, we, you know, we kind of, or at least on the finance side of that as well. Um, you know, we're, we're all internal facing. We work with the business managers that go out to these various fields. So like for custody, for example, like say, you know, you're like a hundred, you know, you have a hundred million dollars worth of assets and you don't know where to go with those. Cause you can't really, like, you don't want to really just go to a normal bank. Cause you know, you can't be insured for that at a bank and are they going to take care of it properly? Probably not. So you would go to like BNY where we would, you know, hold, all of your assets and we would charge you, you know, X amount of dollars, you know, per year, per quarter, per month, whatever it is. Um, so that's, you know, that's, that's what our, that's what our business manager would, or business manager would do. And then on our side, you know, like we like prepare reports for them, uh, do stuff like that. So my, you know, technically the team that I work on is financial management analysis. So, you know, kind of building into what I want to go for my MBA on, like I'm already dealing with, you know, kind of taking like bigger sets of data and, you know, making them, you know, making them readable right now, you know, for my boss. But I think just kind of taking even more like, you know, unmined data and just like not clean, 
you know, just data sets and just really being able to like work it down. So, I mean, it's, it's been an interesting year and I'm actually moving uh, to internal audit in August. So that's going to be my, my permanent full time position um, at least for the next two years. So we'll see, uh, we'll see how that goes, but I'm, I'm pretty excited for the opportunity and, you know, to see how more of the bank works. Yeah, man. Congrats. Fuck. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's definitely too many a lot. Definitely <laughs> established one out of the two of us. Quite, quite, uh, yeah. quite established. Very, yeah. uh, very grounded. Yeah. Hitting the, hitting the apex of life. That's yep. He's a ground. Exactly right. God, I fucking hope not. <laughs> All downhill is, from the other side of the apex, right? This is not your peak, Vinny. I'm telling you right now, it is not your peak. I hope not. I, is, I mean, I heard I heard you could go higher than the peak, but I don't know how true that is. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, I definitely from what from going from high school kids together, where we were just where Vinny was taking slap shots at my kneecaps in practice. To I was instructed to do so. I didn't just do it for fun. Yeah, although I mean, although it was fun, yeah, he enjoyed. I, it. I was instructed to do so. Yeah, that's how our that's how our coach taught us how to block shots. He would let Vinny, who is one of the hardest slap shots I've seen, just rip shots at freshmen. <laughs> like, he, or, like literally, he would just line us up. He'd be like, "Okay, Vincent, go ahead," and I'd be like, "Shit." I I used to have a lot harder of a slap shot. Oh god, uh, slap shot in high school, and I don't know what happened. Like, I got to college, and it just went away. Oh, so. what a what a shame! What a shame. <laughs> Bye, slap shot. Yes. Bye. Damn those freshmen. Getting Some gifts easy. are just bleeding, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I still, I still rip it at the JV kids every now and again now, but they'll be, they're, they're lucky that it's not what it used to be. <laughs> Vinny, will come, Vinny will come down the side, just snipe our goalie, and our goalie just looks at him like dumbfounded. He's like, how, how did you, how do you shoot that fast? Vinny's like, oh, I used to shoot way harder. I'm like, <laughs> I, I think I did. I think I, I lost the velocity. I think somewhere in that, in in this in this last ten years. Might be might be the elbow. Mm. I did have a traumatic elbow injury, so. Ah, uh, that would do it. Not what I used to be. Do you have any questions for them? No, I mean i I give you guys a lot of credit. First off, I mean I know I I've I've told Zach this a bunch of times, but anything in in regards to you know, like health sciences or even, you know, even just let alone science. I'm, I'm absolutely just like stupid at. Um, so I give you guys a lot of credit for, you know, going through, you know, going through pharmacy school and then, you know, making, making decisions to, you know, get out and leave, you know, because that's what you, you chose to take that path. So, I mean, I give you guys a lot of credit, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely that's science definitely isn't my cup of tea at all. So I give you guys a lot of props for, for going through that stuff uh for sure wasn't mine either that's why i left yeah well, well uh, I mean, like God, like likewise Vinny. i mean you were talking about what you do and i uh you, you lost me like halfway through and i just kept nodding i was like yeah, yeah. you're like that's, that's it yeah that's <laughs> it that's that's dope yeah sure honestly if it. you know how to work excel nope. you can you can do my job that's- uh, and that is why I can't do your job. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Like, I 
I think I was very sheltered, I guess, from, from the real world of business, uh, you know, up until my sophomore year of college when I had an uh, internship at a, uh, like a wood wholesale company where I worked, mm-hmm. like I worked in the accounting department and everything they did was in Excel. I didn't have to calculate anything by hand. I didn't need to know any of these ratios that they taught us, any of these formulas they taught us. And like, so I think after like that, like my, you know, like second semester, sophomore year, then like junior and senior year, like when I'm learning all this stuff, I was like, I really just need to like get through this shit because the real world is like nothing. And then like when I got to BNY, it it, like, it was even like, I'm not going to say worse, but like, you know, like you use that like kind of like knowledge base, but you don't need to know the formulas like and like. And, you know, you could just go look it up. Like, you don't, it's not like, you know, like, you know, someone asks you like, oh, hey, like, what's the, you know, what's like the growth rate formula for, you know, like a stock and you're just like, yeah, hold on, just give me a second. Like, I don't need to just know it off the top of my head. It's not a test. It's like, if you don't know it or, you know, just something like that, or like, how do you grow something out in, in perpetuity? Like, your boss is just like there to help you. So it's not, you know, it's just like surviving college really is the biggest thing. Yeah. You know, so I would you say like, it's worth? Oh, sorry. Would you say it's worth? Because Z and I have been talking about getting into an Excel class because we suck at Excel. <laughs> so, yeah. do you think it's worth doing it, or like, no? Yeah. Um, I I would say no, but for the only re- the only reason I would say no is Zach and I can probably just teach you what you need to do in Excel, and we'd do it better, and it would be for free. Um, I mean, literally like Zach and I are both really good in Excel. And I mean, I think just having, even if like, even if you would say like just basic knowledge in Excel can really just make life, you know, I don't want to make it sound like it's all crazy. Like it's going to be like a cure all for everything, but it can definitely take some stress off your life. If someone's like, Hey, can you help me edit this Excel sheet? Or can you help me do something in Excel? Or like, you just need to make an Excel sheet because they're so practical for so many different reasons. I mean, it's, it's literally, first off, yeah. it's a giant calculator and there's thousands of formulas in there that like it, it's, it's very simple to use, but it can get very detailed. And I mean, I think it just really like, you know, it can make day-to-day life easier, you know, depending on what you're doing or it can make, you know, like that one time you have to use it, you know, every month easier to use. Like some, some companies may use that as their timesheet. And if you don't know how to use Excel, you're going to be kind of, you're going to be in a hurt locker because you're not going to be able to enter your time and you're not going to get paid. So getting paid is key. Quick for us. If we ever have to do like hospital analysis or a cost margin or depreciation in value, like did you, we have, I mean, I took, I think I've done four or five classes now with Excel in it. If you, I mean, if you set it all up correctly, all you realistically have to do is plug the numbers in and it'll like compute it for you at the end. So, I mean, as far as like, do you want to take a class in it? If you want, I don't think it would hurt. But like Vinny said, like you could, like we could just sit down with the two of you, whether it's together or separate and just do it and just walk you through the most basic functions and then show you the more compound type of stuff. Yeah, no, I agree. It's just like those classes, I was there and like, I feel like some of those formulas were already set. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, By yeah. Like I, the professor. 
in my undergrad, when I, the first semester I switched out of pharmacy, I had to take a class actually with Chris Weber, who all three of all four of us know. What a guy. Vinny also had a class with him. God bless that man. Twice. Two times. Twice. He, he uh, actually carried me through both classes too. So shout out to him. Uh, wow. Also, also a former pharmacy guy, but he, um, we had to take, we took basic programming together, like computer codes. And it was a mixture between like Excel formulations of like if and then statements and then it put it in, putting it into computer. Like, I think we did like C++. Like that's where I started learning how to do those like formulas and shit. And then once I got into our master's degree, my very first class was with uh, Rob Hilton Brand where it was like that the basic like finance class and I remember sitting there and the people like around me were just completely lost and I was like no I think I know how to do this and I ended up doing really well in his class but then like after that I just I love Excel mostly because I can just make like I can make spreadsheets I can make analyses really easily in there Um, like Vinny helps me with stuff too so yeah I I mean Excel if I mean anything in Microsoft Office I think would be a really good thing to know and if you become proficient enough to the point that there's really nothing you can't do in it it really sets you apart from other people because like microsoft word yeah it's really easy even in powerpoint like i would say i cannot i can't stand sitting in a master's degree and watching people present powerpoints that the font doesn't match that the color scheme don't match that there's they put essays on a damn slide like, oh ah, that's my biggest pet peeve is I an entire get, like paragraph yeah. as a bullet point a, micro, a powerpoint is supposed to be just a bullet point of ideas that you're supposed to talk about the powerpoint you expand on them yeah the powerpoint oh, is not no. the main focus <laughs> of the presentation the main focus of the presentation is you and what you're saying so why would you put all your information like it makes no sense to me. And as far as like a reference page goes, why you would put a reference page like as your last slide so you just end on it so you're answering questions while people are just looking at your 9,000 references. Like no one gives a shit where you got the information. No. Yeah. So why are you like, I could probably teach a whole class on just a PowerPoint presentation and how to present it because it bothers living balls out of me. And Quit knows this. No, I'm just thinking, I'm thinking about Rob. Uh, so it's... We yeah, Zach and I. <laughs> Vinny, no, you know. Just... Dude, that drives me up a fucking wall, dude. When, like, you just, like, you're going, like, like, people are going through a presentation in class, and you just see, like, first, like, first, like, the title slide is, like, okay. Um, and then it, and then they, like, switch slides, and it's just, like, bam, paragraph, bam, paragraph. And they just read word for word, and then they don't elaborate anymore. And I'm like, great, thanks. I could have just done this in five minutes and just read your entire presentation. I don't really need any of this. Like, I, I didn't even need you to talk because right. it's just like your voice is annoying to me. Um, I could have read everything that you were going to say. This is not creative at all. And then, and then they, yeah, like there's like, to me, there's absolutely no point to have a reference tab or a reference slide on a PowerPoint. Like if you're turning into a teacher, turn in a reference like Word doc you know, if they need it, but typically with that, like, or do like really small at the bottom, like put like little footnotes in and then have like a footnote section at the bottom of the slide, like in really small, like words, like 
Very straightforward. Like, be fucking God. Be better. Be better. We were be both- better. So, Quit and I were on this case study. Ben, you, you knew about this. Like, I literally yeah. got into an argument with one of our teammates because he changed our PowerPoint and he made, he literally made the graphs, the, that fucking like Excel neon font. This isn't the 1980s. Who wants your 1980s pop of color neon light Excel graph that no one can read? No one. Like, literally, no one. And there was four lines on it, and the lines intersected. So because the neon gave off like that stupid neon reflection, you couldn't see the one line. And so I changed them, and I was like, yeah, I changed them. Like, don't worry about it. And he's like, oh, yeah, I changed them back because the color scheme didn't match. Dude, no. You don't worry about it. You can't have four lines of different varying shades of green. Like, one was teal, one was blue, one was, like, lime green. Who... What kind of fucking color scheme is that? The whole PowerPoint was Duquesne colored because it was through the University of Texas and we weren't allowed to say what school we were from. So I just color coded it as Duquesne's colors because I'm like, if I can't say it, I might as well represent it. And this clown is out here changing everything. And on like literally one of the, he was talking on one of the things he's like, and Quit was on the Zoom call. It was like me, him, Quit, and then our, our professor who was like the overseer of our PowerPoint. And he was like, Oh yeah, can you send me the PowerPoint? I'm like, I'm not sending you this shit until I fix it. Like, I'm not turning in a PowerPoint that I want that has my name on it that looks like this. Like, this looks like shit. And I sat there and argued with him. But I'm it was intense. It was intense. I'm taking that. It was intense. I'm taking that bullet nine, like nine out of ten, like ten out of ten times, because, like, you're whenever you present, whether you're in school or whenever you're out of school, like. People are never going to, you need something that stands out. And most pre- most presenters, unless they, I don't know, unless they're just really good at talking. But most presenters, when they give a PowerPoint, like, it's literally just, like, pictures or two words. Like, there's never that many words on a PowerPoint, ever. And it's the same with Excel. If you go to present an Excel sheet or Excel numbers, no one gives a shit how you came oh. to the conclusion. All they care about is if the end number is right. And it was the same thing in this thing. Like we we told we told the one judge our numbers, and she's like, "Wow, those numbers are miraculous." And in my head, I'm like, "Yep, we fucked up. I'm like that ain't good." <laughs> <laughs> and like we all miraculous was not the answer we were looking for here, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> we were thinking, "Oh, that's that's nice, not miraculous." Yeah, she miraculous was- in this term was not good. She's lucky I didn't turn on my camera and be like, "Yep, well, we're miracle workers. We work in healthcare, bitch." Like. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing right now, Debbie? Like, so I think anything to yeah. set apart would be better. Dude, they ripped us, man. They ripped yeah, us with that, that comment. Yeah, that comment section, I, I answered one question. Every single person had to talk in the question section. And because I was so pissed off at the group, meaning one particular person in general, I literally, to answer one of the questions, the lady asked a question and I said, oh, Justin, you want to take that one? And that was my participation in the question round. Oh, <laughs> uh, what an animal. What an animal. This is great. Quit quit and Z before we before we wrap everything up here. Do you guys have any questions for us? If you could have a dream car, what would it be? Oh, go ahead, Vin. You can you can take this one first. Oh, it, it would be a uh it would be an Aston Martin DB9. Ooh, okay. Right, or, or, that real quick. or 
or a Ferrari uh, 599 GTO. When do you plan to when do you plan to get one of those? Uh, hopefully by 45. Thank you, Zach to James. <laughs> yeah, I got I got to carry. I got to carry. Honestly, dude, I saw him selling at Meekum for like 400k. So I think we should be good by 45. Yeah. So I, you got you got 16 years. Work your magic, kid. I'm working on it. Pitter patter, um, buddy. Pitter patter. Yeah. Right. 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 If I had to pick one, I mean, I've always wanted a Lambo. I like the way that they look in terms of Lambo. And yeah, in terms of which one I would pick, I really like the style of the Diablos. I think, I mean, they're real small, which is perfect for me because I'm small. Um, <laughs> I've just always liked the way that they looked. In terms of what I think I'm going to be able to achieve in my life, not that that's off the table. I just don't, like, I don't know where I would drive it at around here. Um, no, you don't. That's the trick. You don't. It's like a my. I feel like that's very like an LA Miami type of car, and that and that ain't New York. Maybe. Wherever the smoothest road is with with zero potholes, that's yeah. Like I can't. I, if I drove that here, I would be getting like fucked. Like <laughs> there's just no like there's no way that is. It's just not happening. I've always liked the older Mustangs too. My dad always likes the Mustang, so. I mean, the 68 Shelby, like, GTs, those, like, the GT500s, those are sweet cars. Like, they look cool. Mm. They sound cool. Everything about, like, if you got out of one those, of them, Those Shelbys are pretty, pretty nice looking. Yeah. And, like, the 68s are real, like, the, the I like the front ends on those. The, even the, the, I think the 68 coupes aren't bad either. I just, I would pick the GT500s over those. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that was the only answer, the only, the only question I had, well, and both yours? were. We'll spin it around. What's yours? Oh, mine would be a uh, Chevy Silverado. Oh my God! I do. Oh, it. It's because of the utility. It's because of the utility. That's right, Vinny. That's right. Oh my God! You don't oh. have any utility in a sports car, but you do in a truck. Ah. Uh. I knew That's it. why you need to have a Chevy Silverado. Quit. Do you have one? Ah, uh, dude, I'm I'm on the electric car wave. Get me in a Tesla. I don't Ooh. care what what which one it is, but just get me in one. Uh, I mean, For dude, if Tesla it's your truck. dream car, it's got to be a Model S with like like the Plaid edition, right? Right. Those things are yeah, zero to sixty in less than two seconds. Bananas. It'll be zipping. Literally, I I think. My- what it, oh. I think Elon Musk said it's like you, you're at 60 miles an hour before you're through the intersection. Absolutely insane. That's it's absolutely insane. Dude, you need the uh, Cybertruck. That's what you should get. It's the utility. Because <laughs> of the utility. There's utility and it's electric. So it's, it's just a win for everything. Yeah, that's not that's a great mark. That would be great marketing. This car's electric, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the circus. You know, like that's crazy. um i guess my question i it's a two-parter which i'll keep it one fun one serious um so the the fun one is or i guess you could take the serious too is just like where would your prime like end destination like career slash family like um location would be for you um like where you would like to settle down have family 
I don't know if it, it could still be in Pittsburgh, you know, fuck that, whatever. And then the second one is how like a lot of my friends, they're going to be leaving in like a week. And so how, how do we maintain to, you know, keep in touch and, you know, keep those if, at, or you could just be like, you know what, if, if they don't put in the effort, you know, cut the strings, you know what I mean? So what's your take on that? Um, I'll go first. Cause I made Vinny answer the last one first and then he rifled it off before I was even done thinking. Um, <laughs> you were like, you're supposed to take time. You're supposed to take your time. Yeah. I was like, shit. Um, so where's my prime settle down spot? I would say, so post-grad, I graduate in August. I would say post-grad, I'm staying in Pittsburgh, at least for the foreseeable future. Like, I would like to pay off my loans before I get traveling anywhere. That's just a personal decision. And I'm really close with my family. My girlfriend lives in Morgantown. No offense, but like, I don't plan to move there in my life at all. This is not it. Love you. Um, in terms of settling down long-term, in, in the, if I had to pick a place in the United States, I would pick Boston. I really like the history of there. Um, I like the area there. They have a whole, like, they, most of the streets are cobblestone. And something about, like, cobblestone and history, the history of the city, and it's very, yeah. it reminds me a lot of Pittsburgh without being Pittsburgh. Like, it's a very yeah. hardworking town. The people, and, like, the Red Sox are there. I've always liked them. Uh, the Bruins. They have such there. a great sports fan base there. Yeah, the only yeah. team I wouldn't pick, the wouldn't root for are the Patriots, because fuck them. But fuck like, the Patriots. Yeah, fuck them and so like the Celt- like the celtics are there and i like basketball so i mean it would it would be like almost like living here in pittsburgh but it would be uh like just a little bit more and it snows and hockey's still big so like i could still do that so for- i'm saying even bigger some say hockey's even bigger in, in new england so right and then so if i had to pick a place really in the u.s that's a hot take no it is i would say it is they well, they have a bigger mm. college hockey scene, so I think that yeah. helps feed down to like the minor league levels. Yeah, I agree. Um, so um, yeah. Travis? that makes sense. Shout out BU, Boston University, the Terriers, go Terriers. Yeah, so I would say in the U.S., it would definitely be Boston. <laughs> if I had to pick somewhere outside of the U.S., um, I would definitely pick a small town in Italy. I'm like, that's my family's homeland. I still have family over there. Apparently, we have a castle, no big deal. I would love. I would love to live there. I agree. Manja. Yeah, I mean pizza, pasta. Like that's what I fucking eat now. That's. I mean, I can do that forever. Yeah, I think I, I can live off of that. Yeah, I do. I do that now. So mix in a little wine with it. Yeah. Perfect sustainability right there. I wonder if I can like ship some pink Whitney over there just to like have. Um, oh my. Ew. As far as how do we maintain connection, are you asking me as like your and I's friendship, or are you asking me how I maintain connections when people leave? The latter. I guess, a, yeah, the latter. Okay. I think like um, between you and I, yeah. I think it's, since we're in the same career, I think it's just going to be kind of like a lifelong thing. Yeah, it's it just is. on, it's like on both of us. I think more so me, because I feel like you're always free. So I have to continue to not, like make not always free. Vinny knows that. <laughs> uh, it's definitely very tough. Like the fact that we make our schedules like line up so often is just it's honestly kind of a miracle. Banana lands, but 
as far as how I maintain connections, so this will be my fourth time through this process of like, so the first time was with my original uh, orientation group. So like me, M. Squills, Brad, that whole crew, like they all graduated and moved on. I'm Emily's over in LA. Brad's still in Pittsburgh. I see Brad every Saturday morning. We go and shoot hockey. I, I fucking to, love Emily Squiller. Yeah, I talk. <laughs> I talk to Squills uh, about once every three months. We either text or we'll Facetime for a few hours. I went through it a second time when my original four-year program friends left. So, like my roommate Alex, I Facetime with him and his girlfriend Laura about every month. We talk. And like here and there as far and they're in Virginia right now. And then I went through it again when my original pharmacy year graduated. So I've uh, Amy Schmidt is up in Maine. Kay Fish is still in Pittsburgh. And then Alyssa, uh, Alyssa Linden is in North Carolina. Carolyn Crossy is over in St. Louis. So like with them, it's a little bit different because we talk. It's kind of sparsely, but it's like I still keep up on what they're doing. Like if one of my friends just got engaged, like I called them and we were talking on the phone or um, like I had a friend that moved, one of my best friends from high school, other than Vinny, my other best friend, he moved to Philly, went to Drexel for two years. I talked to him almost every week. Um, as far as this next time where it's like, it's gonna be like, I'll graduate, but it'll be like Z, Steph Fazio, Matt Davis, Dakota, you, uh, Steph Glosso, Gabs, Cat Rock, Meg Sharkey. Like, I formed better relationships with all of you in the last two years because I was out of a situation that I wasn't like, I didn't have, I was with someone for the other three. And this next one was the years that I wasn't, or like, I was able to hang out with you guys and not, I, like, not feel trapped in a way. Um, it's going to suck. Like, I know it's yeah. going to and as far as maintaining relationships when people move away, it's it's a two-way street. So there are people that left oh, yeah. and I was like, if they never reach out, perfectly fine. But like I'd say if I had to give advice on how to you have to you have to take the time to invest in the people you want to invest in. So like you and Z and Matt Davis, like you there's never gonna be a point in my life where I'm not friends with you guys. If like Steph Fazio is going to move to Philly and go back home. There's never going to be a time where I don't like, if she comes into my head and I'm like, no shit, I haven't talked to her in a little while. Like I have no problem just picking up the phone and calling. You just have to make yeah. set the time to do it. So as how as you maintain it, it's kind of, you have to go based off of what you're doing in your life and build off of that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I'm there. I'm right there. Yeah. All right, Ben, your turn. Oh, well, I had uh, wow, I had a lot of time to think there, and I really didn't. I really didn't think of anything. Um, no, I did. Um, the lights are typically always off for me, so that's that's something. Um, but no, I I think to kind of echo like what Zach said, I think if I had to pick a place in the U.S., um, it'd be kind of a two part question. I'd you know I'd like to, you know, I I do want to stay in Pittsburgh. I do see myself in Pittsburgh for you know the foreseeable future and. I can definitely see myself here, um, you know, very long-term. I do, I, I like Boston as well, you know, just, just for a lot of the same reasons that Zach said. I mean, it's, it's, I, I was a big history, you know, or am a big history guy. So just kind of like all the U.S. history there, I think is really interesting. Um, on top of that, they do have a basketball team, which I'm not like the biggest basketball guy, 
but I, I mean, it's interesting, you know, it's something new to get into, uh, Fenway parks there, which, you know, is one of the you know oldest, most tradition, you know, bull bull parks in the, in the world. So, um, Any- just being able to go there and everything and watching, watching the Red Sox play, I think that'd be, that'd be pretty cool too. But yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think, you know, definitely for right now, Pittsburgh's definitely going to be, you know, going to be the place. I don't know. I, I would like, I would like to give you like the cliche answer of like, I'd like to just go somewhere warmer where it's, you know, it's like, like Florida or like down South, but yeah, I don't know. I, I like, I like the winter. Like Snowbird. I like, you know, I like change. I can't, I can't do the whole, like, it's just hot year round. Cause like I need to, I need to have like the winter and fall to like offset the spring and summer. So like, I can not just be sweating the entire year. I like to not, not just sweat my ass off the entire year. So that's, it's a, it's a nice little change when the weather breaks, um, you know, from summer into fall. Mm. And then kind of, you know, building off of that, you know, like what Zach was saying, I don't know if you want me to answer this too, but um, I, you know, I, you know, friendships are always a two way street. So you know, if they're not, if someone's not putting in the effort to, you know, talk to you and you, you know, you don't want to reciprocate that. I, I would like, I have no problems like cutting people. Um, if you're putting an effort, like what I will say, like if you're putting an effort to, you know, talk to someone or meet with someone or whatnot, cause you know, after college, everyone moves back and it's not like high school where everybody lives in the same town. If you know that that person has always been like someone that's like dodged hanging out with you, and you're putting in, you're putting an effort to like talk to them or something. And like, they're making excuses. You might just want to like, just cut that person. Cause it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, like when they were, were here in the same cities, they were still making excuses to not do anything with you. So I think you just have to take like a real hard line on it. I mean, give people the benefit of the doubt once, but you know, you know, fool you once, you know, shame on them, fool you twice, shame on you or whatever it's saying. Um, you got you know, I think just kind of taking that to heart just just really not being afraid to cut people because you know like in the end of the day like your time is you know the only asset you can't buy more of don't don't waste it on someone that's not going to waste time on you all right that that's great i love how you brought in your your little assets reel there you brought it back to your workplace okay okay take that to the bank by melon okay (laughs) there you go Vin, you can go That's right your, uh, your No, we have we have two questions we ask everyone. So Vin, Vin's questions first, and then my question second. I I honestly can't wait to hear what Z says. Yeah, because I feel like this. Is, I feel like it's going to be great. I uh, yeah. Guy guy might be an arborist. Might be. All right, so it, he might be. It, I've seen him climb a tree. It might be. Um, <laughs> if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be, and why? Ooh, there's so many good choices. Like so many good choices. Like you could go cherry tree because they just bloom. Con, they like when they bloom, it is gold, gold, and their their wood is like this nice red. All right, you know. But you could also go cedar because, like, cedar. You ever you ever have like a smell of cedar? All right, like a cedar chest. Oh my god, it's amazing. Ah. Uh, but you know what? I think maybe we should go with a hard oak. Well, a hardwood. I, I knew you were gonna say hard oak. I knew you were gonna say hard oak. A hard oak would be good. Oak is a solid, a solid play. But honestly, maple looks better. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with maple. A nice, a nice maple tree. You want maple? Ooh, okay. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like 
Cedar was a top, top second for sure. Very nice. Okay. Mm. So nice maple tree. Yep, that's it. I'm definitely going to go a redwood. Get me okay. into the redwood category. Okay. I want to be timeless. Isn't that the one that Ty asked? He's like, aren't those the boner-looking trees? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think Ty also thought that redwoods grew in, grew in PA. I'm pretty which is not which, which is not, it's not the case. Not, not quite. Not quite. Not the right uh, uh, climate, per se. He tried. He does. And uh, so as far as my question, it is, it's a two-parter. Oh, gosh. If you can be, in 10, in 10 years, if you could be doing anything and be anywhere, where would you be and what would you be doing? Good luck. Zizu, uh, you in? Oh, I got it. Uh, <laughs> All right. I'd be riding motorcycles, working at my uh, plant nursery in an alpine forest, whether that be in the Colorado Rockies or the Swiss Alps, my man. Oh, yeah. And to, to backpack on that as well, uh, this is still oh. part of Zakay's answer. Um, he wants to be secluded in those mountains, preferably behind a wall, guarded, and where he can live his life in seclusion away from the man. Oh. I wouldn't mind a compound, yes. A compound would be would be. Preferable. That's the word, exactly. The compound, yes. Oh. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, for me uh 10 years i don't fucking know um hopefully i'm in california you know riding the sunsets um warmer weather i'm all about it i got that vibe going for me um and i don't know i've always said you know the cliche helping people that that's like the main goal here in the healthcare system the and that's why i get ripped on in group assignments because i'm just that nice guy so (laughs) actually care loser yeah so yeah that's hopefully what i'll be doing in 10 years um i don't care if i'm making bank or not so long as it's part of the cause well that's all we got for you so we'd like to thank both of you for coming on i know we've talked about this for a little while so being able to finally make it happen was something that i was pretty dead set on well hey i appreciate it i appreciate you guys uh taking the time out of your day and to, to you know talk to two yeah, losers this like opportunity us. <laughs> you guys are you guys are yeah. you guys are great I, I i enjoyed this is probably one of our one of our better interviews we had you guys are very lively and obviously you guys do a lot of talking as well so that's that's nice you lead the conversations yikes i feel bad for all the other kids that were on Oof. yeah, yeah like, we're oh. better than them Woo! that's, yeah, that's right cut it that's right, that's right, Ty. <laughs> Take that. I'm taking that to the BNY Melon Bank. And we'd like to thank Quit and Z once again for coming on. Uh, before their interview, we talked to them. They talked about all kinds of stuff. Both of them are very, very above average human beings. They both have such Z. Z loves the wilderness. Quit's probably one of the most involved human beings I've ever met. So for them to take some time and us to coordinate all four of our, our pretty hectic schedules it was something that was pretty high on my list of priorities. 
that was it, it was very interesting i uh you know i obviously had you know, met z you know a couple weeks prior uh at our, our deep creek trip but uh yeah he's uh he's definitely you know kind of uh tarzan dude's climbing all over the place uh, yeah like he's just he was just gone like you were never tracking him down he, he was, was very he was very not grounded no out very, there. Very not grounded <laughs> quit is uh quit's getting right well z's graduating in may but quick graduates in december i believe and yeah, the summer grads are the best yes right that was no, no bias no bias there but right neither one of us graduated in december <laughs> no couldn't dream of it but yeah i mean both of those guys they have a lot of uh they have a very very bright futures ahead of them i still think it's funny how they call me dad though because i'm a year older than them there was one time we were in we went down to market square we're standing in the middle of market square and i think we went for like my birthday like we went out to dinner in the middle of market square there's like three or four of my friends they're just all yelling dad and there's like people just like staring at me i'm like great great thanks everyone's just looking around like what is what is happening yeah, noodle noodle today. We're in the pro shop, paying before our round, and like this guy walks in, not part of our tea time, and noodle just looks at him. He's like, "Great day to have an unforgettable round of golf, huh?" Or no, he's like, "Great day to have another forgettable round of golf," and the guy just looked at him. He's like, "Uh, what?" <laughs> and noodle's like, "You get what I'm saying." I still think it was funny whenever we went to the uh, the pirate game. He's just screaming "arg" at everyone. Yeah, that's that's new. That's wow. that's what he does. Good thing he has that captain's hook now. <laughs> we were actually talking about that today. <laughs> oh God, what but a day! I guess we can hit up uh, Vinny's corner. I think it's I think it's I think it's done. I don't really know. Like I mean, it's it's been you know it's been a couple of weeks. Uh, been get out on the golf course a little bit more. It's you know the weather's starting to finally. Uh, finally get nice and we're keeping um you know the boys and i've been getting some uh some solid reps in um today you know we had a we had a nice match it was me my buddy darren who uh i actually he actually asked me if he can uh if he can come on one of these days so maybe we can uh you know get him mr uh mr cracker back himself he did my back in the parking lot pre-round and jesus fucking christ i was ready I was so ready. Um, it was me, me, Darren, and uh, Mr. Noodle versus Zach, Robin, and Travis. And you know the party cart was going. You know we had some, we had some beers flowing. We had uh, we had a playlist made by Noodle. I don't even know how he made a, a good music playlist. But um, you know we started a little sluggish. Broadus was really carrying us through the front front nine. But uh, Noodle and I caught fire on hole eight, and you know the rest was history. Got some more, uh, got some more beverages at the turn. Had a couple hot dogs, bag of Cheetos is what really sent it over the top. Um, you'd be surprised what Cheetos can do for you mid round, but uh, yeah, we just had we had some fuel and had a good time. A lot of uh, a lot of big moments, you know, some some missed putts. Um, but all in all, it was a great great time with the boys. Looking forward to. Uh, being back out there next weekend, we do have a round scheduled for 9 a.m. next weekend, so it's a little earlier than we typically do, but it's Mother's Day, so we do have to you know pay homage to our madres, um, you know, the ladies that birthed us. Uh, it's kind of crazy thinking about how women just carry 
whole ass humans inside of them for nine months and just pop them out and just keep going like it's their job. Um, so kudos to them and kudos to moms everywhere ahead of time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, work's been going great. Nothing, nothing too, uh, you know, too crazy report there. Um, but I have, uh, have begun the application process for the uh, master's in business administration. So I'm going back to school and getting a little bit more education to, uh, you know, further make myself more marketable in the future and hopefully um, enhance my career earnings. So uh, stay tuned for, for future episodes and I'll uh, let you know what happens if I uh, get into grad school or not. But um, grad school, I don't think I'm worried about that. Yeah, I don't think so either, but Pitt's fucked me once. Can't imagine them fucking me again. Not Pitt. Not them. Not so. as bad. Not as bad as Duquesne fucked me. Oh, hey, uh, Mr. Zach to James, you have one more class left to take. I'm sorry. I thought you didn't have to take it, but you actually do have to take it. Right now, I gotta I'd do. Fuck, two, I'd, kill some, two I'd kill somebody. I'd kill somebody. At this point, not to cut off the corner, but no, no, I'm done. I, I got nothing else to go on. I mean, at at this point, it's just like that's. So I was told to preface this story. Over in December, I had to register for my spring semester of classes. And I was registered for two classes. And my advisor said, hey, you only need one. And I'm like, no, I 100% need two. And she's like, oh, no, 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 it's fine. You only need one. And I'm like, okay, well, you're the advisor, you know. And then I got an email. You would think. Right. And I got the email at the beginning of the week that stated, well, actually, you actually did need that class, and now you're three credits shy of graduating in August. Uh, if we do an independent study, would that work for you? One, what other choice do I have besides pushing back my graduation? But two, like, you screwed me work-wise. You screwed me financial aid-wise. Like, you cost me another, I think, summer school is like four grand a class. You screwed me there. Like, and then, she, and then the bus is whenever she's like, I understand how this can be frustrating. Frustrating isn't even the right word for the situation. It's not, like, it's not. like, she should be surprised that I didn't drive my 2015 Ford Escape through the front window of her office. Like, I just don't know how that happens, but now I got two, two, uh, two research projects, and then I get to graduate instead of just the one. The sad thing is, I I hear that it happens with regularity. Actually, like that's a that's a big thing. Actually, you know, and for any of our listeners that are, uh, you know, in college or going through college, um, do an independent audit of your degree and of your classes to take and know what class you have to take. And if you have to get somebody else, it's not your counselor to you know audit that with you, just so you're you know understanding it properly do that because this this happens far too often i mean i don't i i i want to give them the benefit of the doubt and assume positive intent that you know it is just a simple mistake and they're not just trying to keep you in school so you spend more money but you know they're obviously you know counseling you know probably hundreds of kids so it's it's tough for them to uh keep track of everything so you know definitely do it yourself make sure you know because then you can give them the extra eye and just be like hey listen you know, like, I think you're wrong on this, like, double check this, um, you know, and I might give them, you know, like, the, oh, maybe I should just double check it. So definitely always do a degree on it know your classes, know what you have to take so you don't have to stay in school longer than you are supposed to. 
Yeah, Deb. Or you just do what I do. I was real adamant about not staying in school longer. <laughs> I've been at this, I think this is this is year seven, seven and a half I'm going into. I'm done for probably about right. a week and a half. <laughs> and then I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to go back and get another degree. Like, what else? At this point, like, I'm going to have 19 letters after my name. Just have two names at that point, honestly. Right. Like those dudes in the NBA or the MLB where they're <laughs> – where their name just like wraps around like a rainbow. The year, if yours was on a jersey, it would make a full circle around the numbers. Yeah, right. Like I, I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. But at least you got a, at least you got a short last name to begin with. True. Maybe I'll just be like noodle and put my whole name on the back of the jersey. Oh god. <laughs> nothing, nothing ever beats that. No. Ever. I don't think anything can. But do you have anything else before we wrap this up? No, I think uh, I think I'm good. I mean, it's this was a this is a fun episode. Um, you know, it was definitely fun talking to those guys, and you know, nice to get their perspective on things. So, um, definitely, uh, definitely excited for them. Definitely, uh, you know, excited to see where they go in life and all the all the things that they accomplish because they're uh, they're both wicked smart. Yeah, I would agree, but. That is all we have for you. So we'd like to thank both Z and Quit for taking time and coming on the podcast. If you have a chance, you can check out their podcast. That is called Give. It's called Give and Take. It's with an N though, not the word and in between the Give and Take. And other than that, feel free to follow us on Instagram at HateDiversePod and send us a message. We do have videos coming shortly. I'd say within the next few months. We are working on them. We are. We're working on a lot of things for you guys. So good night, stay safe, and we hope you join us again as we burst more bubbles of life. Thank you.